0: Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to
1: board plane in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game.
4: Greetings and welcome in. It is a big Friday night as we complete our first week of shows after the Super Bowl. Psychologically still coming to grips with not doing picks against the spread, not waiting for what essentially is fight night. You know, a big Sunday full of NFL action. Although I did watch a little bit of lacrosse, and i got to bring him in. Rich Hornberger, my buddy, you hear him here Sundays with Steve Hartman. Hear him down in San Diego with Hartman five days a week. I did see a great fight in a lacrosse match, Rich, that I think you would have been proud of. I would
5: have been, and I've been a part of those. I grew up, cut my teeth in... Amateur athletics playing the beautiful game of lacrosse. Uh, it just seemed like my milieu. You could run around a field and be given a bludgeoning weapon to chase people with. This this sort of felt like my thing. And since I never learned how to ice skate, hockey was ruled out, which is a similar sport, but inside the confines of a rink. Uh, but yeah, I was a lacrosse player. I was a laxer. Up until what? My sophomore year of high school. That's uh, that was the sport I thought I was going to play in college, but football chose me. You understand?
4: I have no question about it. But now with the National Lacrosse League, maybe you can get back in, get some more reps. <laughs> I was I was watching the Buffalo Bandits and the Albany Firehawks. There you go. It was good stuff. 13-8, your final. Uh, Buffalo was minus four and a half, so they covered the number. Uh, Just kidding. But there was a fight (laughs) at midfield with about two minutes left. I'm like, this is great. Because the the referees just got out of the way. It was like hockey, except they really gave him a wide berth, even though both guys had already lost their sticks. But it was like, you guys want to roll around and fight? Have at it. Teammates were cheering. Fans were in the crowd losing their minds. It was great. Yeah. There, there's something special about uh, lacrosse fights because on skates, obviously
5: you lose tracks and attraction really quickly. You're going to have the situation where, you know, one guy goes to the ice, the refs jump on the action and it's over before it started. But in <laughs> lacrosse, I mean, you could get some purchase on those, uh, those, those carpeted uh, indoor rinks and, and really start hammering away on each other. Some of those fights can last a good 30 to 60 seconds. And, uh, and I've, I've only been a part of a couple like where, where it really raged on. In fact, man, this goes back to probably eighth grade, ninth grade. We went on a travel tournament to Maryland. I've never seen anything like this. A full blown, full field melee that included some of the parents broke out. Oh, wow. I mean, you, you had 50 year old men
4: throwing a tackman off of a hill that was adjacent no, to the that's field. Great. Yeah, I saw that with a little travel soccer in a match before uh, (laughs) my daughter was scheduled to play on that field. And they just stood there with their mouths agape going, what is this? Because the parents are running down (laughs) from the stands. So, yeah, I, I got that vision in my head, Rich. Yeah, oh, beautiful. madness, I tell you. Uh at Ornberger, where you find him on Twitter, you find me over at Swollen Dome. Lots swirling around in the sporting universe. We watched Miles Garrett with a big windmill dunk. It didn't count in the celebrity game, but it was one of the celebrities that we all knew. So we celebrated that and we'll watch it on repeat. You saw LaMelo Ball wearing a spacesuit, yes. more or less. Yeah. Yeah. It was that pretty was- good though, right? I mean, that, that had to be the George Costanza Gore-Tex coat. Yeah, that was Kurt Warner-esque during the divisional Nicely round of done. the postseason.
5: He was up there in the booth looking like uh, looking like the MTV Video Music Award. And, and it uh, was a
4: NASA suit, by the way. You know, <laughs> it did have the NASA logo on the
5: chest. Space age technology. You know, it's uh, it's good stuff, man. If there's one thing about the NBA, especially All-Star break, but the NBA in general. I mean, it's a fashion show every single night. These guys, you know, uh, I mean. they're hey, And they're, the
4: NFL guys are there with it, too. I mean, outside outside of the Super Bowl, you know, and watching Joe Burrow limp away after the game, what did you say? That's one hell of a suit.
5: The guy, yeah, he came out in tiger stripes and camo. Uh, That was not unexpected. He said he was going to have something special. And Joe Burrow, like he normally does, he delivers. He delivers. Oh,
4: there's no question about it. We got plenty uh, on the the fallout, right, as we move the calendar into the new year. But we've got to address the elephant in the room right away, Rich. Something that you got embroiled into a little bit in the social media sphere, and I got to say, a lot of folks in what this report was, we all wanted it to be true. Yeah, and well, I think that's the psychology too. of it when it when it comes back down to it, right? Let me just set the the table talking about Patrick Mahomes and from the the source the information that came and you can you can take us through the the steps of this in a moment but it was the idea of a sit down following the season with brother and fiance concluding with Patrick Mahomes asking them not to attend any games in the upcoming season and to just kind of paraphrase it they become a distraction sideline antics are bad for his brand and you know what i think every person that watched over the course of the year looked around and said Yeah, there's nothing in there that we, yeah, good for him because it was getting there, right? Between, all right, spilling over the ledge with stuff, the TikTok videos of his brother to where even my daughters are going, who's this guy? Why is he famous? I go, well, his brother is. Right. Oh, okay. You know, that kind of thing. So, you know, part of it was, well, we want it to be true, but the, the point is, you know, eventually Patrick Mahomes, you know, took to Twitter to just say, ah, oh, y'all making stuff up. And, you know, we, we had a, a little bit of a back and forth trying to figure out the veracity of this. So you got caught right in the middle of, well, insider hell, I guess would be, you know, what every insider uh, all the way through has to go through with, with the stories as they flow.
5: Yeah, yeah. You, I mean, you pretty much nailed it, man. It, it's uh, it's interesting when you're handed a piece of information that you believe with all your heart is true, sounds true, is from a credible source. And beyond that, it's from a source that is expressing the fact that it the story's been vetted. And that it's good for air or for twi- tweet or, you know, uh, shoot, send it in messenger pigeon form, whichever way you want to get the, the information out there. Um, and uh, the problem is, look, we're living in a time now. And I'm not trying to play a victim here because I actually feel contrition for the fact that I, I spreaded a story out there that went viral that wasn't 100% accurate or well vetted. You know, like, so that is my responsibility as the broadcaster to make sure that not only the message is clear and accurate, but based in some, some further investigation and due diligence on my part that I failed to accomplish, um, but I I will say this: there is a part of of this story that we all go through. You know, every time you log on to Instagram, it feels like you know somebody is you know asking you if you want pictures. You know, and then you go to their account; they have zero followers, and they have you know and and, and you know. And, Wait, you uh, get
4: those too? I've got but, a lot of random people following me that may or may not be real people. We want to boost your Instagram
5: following. We want to talk to you about your extended warranty. I mean the voicemails, the direct messages, the text messages that you get from people uh,
4: with requests that are bots, just looking for you to click and 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 bait you. Uh, well, but that's just it, right? The, the number of those from any type of message that goes through reality versus well, a, a fictional world, right? And that's where we're at in in a lot of our our online, you know, back and forth. Is that the presentation is is something that isn't altogether true and you know you and i chatting a little bit as we were getting ready for the show and and topics rich you know the the idea that you know it's something that happens to insiders a lot right because there's a great stress about being first and having that information out there and and if it's you know you've you've done the cursory vetting vetting and the language sounds right and the information sounds like it's flowing from someone you've you've spoken with before and that, that that's where this gets gets dangerous at times right because we've seen it happen multiple times a year to pretty much every baseball insider yeah right? yeah that's and it. NFL insider and NBA insider a couple of quick clever switches of a Twitter handle and all of a sudden you know we're off and pacing so it it is certainly you know that that cautionary tale but you know I, I just pull back and say, buddy, you're not alone.
5: Yeah, no, I appreciate that. You were the right guy to do a show with tonight, certainly after the day I had, and this is – I appreciate the candor, you know, because if I'm anything – And I can promise this to anybody who's just newly aware of me or listened to us for a long time on Fox Sports Radio or anywhere that I'm heard. I try to be authentic. I try to share what my experience in life is or what my opinion on things are, whether you agree with them all the time or not or most of the time or never. Uh, That is what I aim to be every single day is just who I am and, and what I believe, share those beliefs and my thoughts. And this was an interesting situation because I I thought I was having a text message conversation with someone who I trust deeply, with someone who I respect in this business deeply, uh, someone who I've uh, reached out to for advice from in the past, interview requests from in the past, and the context was accurate. Uh, the language was accurate. You know, in terms of this person comporting themselves as somebody who they were uh, alluding to be, and they they weren't. And I and I actually uh, I I wish I knew him by by uh, first name. I think his name's Matt uh, Verderame. Uh, he works for fan-sided I, I probably screwed up this guy's name, and I'll look it up on Twitter after.
4: Yeah, I'm not this... sure how to pronounce the surname, but I. Yes, uh, that that is right.
5: He actually uh, helped me discover the the error in my ways because he was approached by a very similar text message, and he went to Twitter immediately after my tweet started going viral about Patrick Mahomes banning his fiance and his brother after having a sit down with them uh, from coming to uh, uh, games to. to watch him play any longer you know he said I received almost verbatim from the tweet that I read from Rich the same text message me and another very high level uh uh, newsbreaker in the NFL I think is where he left it and he said and we we tried our best to suss out exactly where this text message came from we couldn't verify it so we couldn't go with it and I was fooled you know and again I'm not looking for uh, for any In any way for anybody to feel like I'm painting myself as a victim. This is my fault for taking it to my account and broadcasting it with confidence. Um, I tried to table it and couch it with as much as this is what I'm hearing and as I've heard it. But as we all know, your credibility is at stake anytime you're passing along information and, uh, and it's important to me to be right as much as I possibly can. So, yeah, this was a interesting afternoon, man. Again, circling back to what you said on the phone prior to jumping on the show here, but our powwow before, uh, uh, going on and taking to the mics tonight, um, we're, we're living in a time where people kind of like getting people and I'm not really in the gotcha game. I, I wasn't looking to put out a tweet to blow up Patrick Mahomes' family or anything like that. I thought I was accurately reporting something that had occurred um, and uh, and got swept up in something that was, was not 100% true or authentic. And so there it is. It's an interesting lesson to learn in live and living color and like you said i'm not the first i won't be the last unfortunately because these these things happen on a repeated basis and i wish i could have learned from more from uh, times where i viewed it as a spectator as opposed to having been involved in it
4: no it, get, it gets you in in the moment and certainly it's like i said it, the psychology of it is to a uh, large number of nfl Fans, and I bet if you polled the people of Kansas City, if they'd like for that to happen, you'd have 90%, right? Do a poll question. Uh, (laughs) Would you like this to be the outcome of the season? And I think a lot of folks would just say, yeah, I bet you a lot of people in that room uh, around the Kansas City locker room and the coach's office would would love for uh, that to go away for a little while. But the reality is, you know, we're going to continue to see things like this. You might be now setting a record by being the first man in sports talk radio and sports media to ever say, hey, I got something wrong. (laughs) so uh, congratulations to you for your self-awareness and your candor uh, and and your ability to to take it you know it's a learning experience for everybody right it's all the emails that you're your aunts uncles and grandparents send you that they're like hey check this out but you know damn well you shouldn't click on that link <laughs> but maybe one time because it comes from one of them you do I've actually missed out on a bunch of family photos uh that were being passed around I would come to find out later because there were so many so many other links of just stuff I knew that was bad so like it's you know that you take the good you take the bad you try to learn as you can and and that's all we do rich it, it's it's the process for everybody out there it's it's the same thing we try to get information to you as fast as you can. We see a lot of things, particularly in this window that Jason and I occupy five nights a week, where there are stories where it's like, all right, that's interesting, but we're not sure yet. Right. Yeah. There there's just a, a lot of those that it's you know, you you want to because it's salacious, it's it's earth shattering in some cases. Yeah. yeah. And and then it's the all right, we've we've got to pause because if we run with it, then then you know the horse is out of the barn. And, and, you know, sometimes the, you learn the uh, the hard way. So my respect to you for coming on. And, I mean, you could have called in sick. Just said, oh, no, no I had some bad poi. <laughs> or maybe I spent too much time with Steve Hartman this week. Yeah, so, ca- caught a bad oyster. Can't yeah, make it. Mikey. Yeah, d- down yeah. there in San Diego. All right, <laughs> when we continue, we're going to talk about Tom Brady and some scuttlebutt of what going on behind the scenes there in Tampa.
2: Welcome
4: back in, Fox Sports Radio, Jason Smith's show with Mike Harmon. Jason off tonight in his stead, NFL veteran, our teammate here at Fox Sports Radio, it's Rich Hornberger.
0: <laughs>
4: <laughs> I miss that. We got Alex Teicher on the ones and twos tonight. Yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be a mishmash of a lot of uh, cool and eclectic sounds. Yeah, I enjoy it. Hobo. I'll say
5: this, yeah. I, miss, uh, I miss my man's uh, guacamole. That's what I miss about oh, working yeah. with the- No,
4: it, you did have a lot of that on the weekends for a while. Wow. Wow.
5: Tell you what, that was- uh the there's a se- legend. There's a secret ingredient and I never, I mean, we just talked about this pre-show. I still don't know what it's called, but it's delicious and it makes the whole recipe pop. Alex, what the hell is it again? It's called Vegeta.
4: Vegeta. Vegeta. That's what it is. <laughs> wow! It even got a quag. It's got four quagmires. We're doing a rating system at Swollen Dome at Ornberger, where you find us on Twitter. So uh, we've we're looking at reports and trying to figure out, read the tea leaves of the NFL world at large. We'll get into the NBA and the college playoffs and. What do some of these missives coming out from the NCAA, you know, the news dump on a Friday, uh, what do those all have to do as well as Major League Baseball? Dan Wojcicki will stop by next hour live from Cleveland, uh, home of the All-Star Game where he took in the celebrity game and all the shoot-arounds and such. I I asked him to uh, get me uh, Anthony Edwards' pants that he was warming up with earlier. They're, they're They're really sharp. So I said, you know what? I, I need a souvenir. He goes, what do you need? I go, those pants that you put in that picture. Uh, so we have that. All right. So let's, let's talk about the other report from today. All right. We talked about Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Now we moved down to Tampa. And a we guy you played Tampa. with for a couple of years there in New England, uh, that Tom Brady guy who is retired, not retired, right? I think all of us would lean towards the not retired based on some of the verbiage in the Jim Gray podcast and everything else. But... A question of whether the relationship between he and Bruce Arians had soured that leads us to this uncertain space that we're in now, right? Byron Leftwich doesn't take the job in Jacksonville. Uh, whatever report you believe, uh, whether he was asked directly about working with Trent balky or not, either way, he's back in Tampa. We can ferret out uh, more details on that as the season gets ready to go for 2022. But this one, Rich, is interesting in that it seemed like everything was all fine and good in terms of here's the messaging on the postscript for the 2021-2022 season, uh, but evidently not quite so so beautiful and harmonious. Yeah.
5: When I was uh, I, again, this this uh, this report comes from me. So after the melee that ensued after the Patrick Mahomes reporting, take it for whatever it's worth to you. But when I was on Radio Row, obviously you're bumping into people who you know and connect with regularly, or you're just catching up with for the first time. Mm-hmm. And among them were people pretty tied into what's going on in Tampa. What has gone down in Tampa and Brady had already announced his retirement that was sort of a a false start and then he announced it on social media days later after the initial reporting came out and uh and and what I'd heard was that basically when Arians got injured and the Achilles was acting up and it's a partial tear, 50% torn and it became clear that he was going to need to rehab this thing throughout the, the remainder of the season. I think it was an early December injury and then going into the post season. Uh, there, there were many times where the game plan was being worked on and then later tweaked by Arians and it's impossible I think in, if you're in the case uh, playing into your 22nd season in the NFL or have been uh, an offensive coach, a play caller for or 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 at very least a game planner like Byron Leftwich for as long as he's been doing it. Both as a player and a, and a coach, by the way. Um there there's it's impossible not to feel a little undermined. It's impossible for there not to be a little tension that grows and that's what I was hearing. And I I don't I don't think that's necessarily the reason why Brady announces his retirement and why we go through the hullabaloo of uh, a potentially protracted offseason season maybe punctuated with him returning to I don't know you name it the Green Bay Packers if Aaron Rodgers moves on or the, the 49ers Fr- yeah the San Francisco yeah. 49ers which seems like a likely spot uh, you know bringing this thing full circle I don't know Mike but that part of it that part of it I don't know the part that I I I feel close to knowing is the fact that there was tension growing between the the play caller and and his head coach, as he and and his quarterback were setting settling on the game plan, and then a little red pen was being taken to it.
4: Yeah, just the curiosity, right? And, and that's what I've wondered all along with Leftwich, and and wondered aloud as the, the limbo status after the interviews in in Jacksonville, and it was kind of a holding pattern, and and eventually Peterson comes in and and becomes the new head coach. But was that? Perhaps Leftwich goes back because Arians was going to step away. Now, that still is aw- in the offing, whether it's this year, next year, whatever. But in, in the interim, you know, the reports of, you know, trying to build a game plan with ultimately the guy, I, I guess, would be, your, the, and that's where we get into the distribution of power and what guys are doing, right? Because that's been the argument and discussion in Kansas City every year. What does Eric B- enemy get to do? Some reports now saying, well, he he was the guy that had this, that, the other problem with Kansas City, which folks are immediately raising their hand and saying, no, that's not true. So, like, trying to find where reality is sometimes without someone having to wear a green dot to say they're calling plays, You're <laughs> <laughs> right? Just like they're a, a defensive leader like Weddle in the Super Bowl. You know, you're, you're trying to figure out what's that, uh, that distribution or, or the – the allocation of of resources and responsibility to different parts of a a program. And this one leaves me wondering, all right, I got Tom Brady, whatever he's decided he wants to do. Isn't that what I I should be pushing towards? Well, and that's, that's perfectly stated. Like the idea that, look again,
5: and this is nothing against Bruce Arians. This is nothing against his input in the game plan, which ultimately is his cross to bear because if it doesn't work – and they don't achieve the ultimate goal of winning the Super Bowl or worse, they finish the season with a losing record or worse, you know, an abysmal record like we see sometimes across this league. I, I mean, that, that could be it, right? That could be a career for Bruce Arians. You know, he's got way more yesterday's logged in this game than he will tomorrow's. And and so when you bring, but when you bring in a Tom Brady and he's a type A personality and he's a guy who obviously has seen a lot, done a lot of football over the course of his career, you you're bringing in him for that brain trust. You're bringing in him for everything that he can add to the quality of your offensive game planning and the process of your offensive game planning. And so, I'm sure there
4: were moments, and and we know him. We know Bruce Arians. Well, he we know a, the intensity. Yeah, uh, it's it's legendary, and uh, he, he is curt. If nothing else, we, we do understand that. And, and we've gotten plenty of stories, Jason and I, through the years of our relationship with Jay Glazer, because that's uh, well, one of his drinking buddies. So uh, we've gotten a little bit of the dirt. And I, I think a couple of times Bruce is in the background screaming things that fortunately weren't clear enough to have to have us dump uh, said interview. But to that point, yeah, he, he's going to come aggressively to whatever part of a plan he doesn't like.
5: Yeah, yeah, and and I look, I I think that it was a working relationship for long enough because you know, do, do they need any justification for how it went down? They they won a Super Bowl together in their first year working together talking about Brady and Arians. Mm-hmm. It worked, you know. So, I, look, I I don't I don't again think that this is what caused the retirement announcement, but it's impossible to imagine, and based on what I've heard, it's impossible to think that if if there was a game plan in place at any point, any week of the NFL season that was then – change drastically or or even maybe minorly even even just leaving some things on the editing room floor that were particularly attractive to Tom Brady entering a Sunday where it was Arian's decision I have final edit this is my game plan there can be a power struggle and that that from from what I heard that's exactly what it was turning into down in Tampa
4: yeah as we look at it going forward right you got Ryan Jensen that you've got to figure out contract Tristan Wirfs was missing in that game, and I just keep going back to that with Tom Brady with the number of, well, with the numbers that he put up this year, and the the excellence downfield, and with all the headaches that were experienced throughout the year. And I'll look directly over at Antonio Brown for a chunk of that, but guys missing games due to injuries, losing Chris Godwin when they did, so you lose him and Antonio Brown in terms of your featured wide receivers. Uh, and then worfs not being able to at least be somewhat of a, uh, at least a doorstop against the Rams defensive front that there's unfinished business. And and just like we celebrated Aaron Donald saying yeah, run it back. And Sean McVay screaming like a, a guy that's come back during homecoming, you know, the 36 year old <laughs> former fraternity president. Yeah, run it back uh, that we, we celebrate Aaron Donald. I think there's a little bit of Tom Brady going, we could have beaten those guys. If that if I only had my my right tackle, forget about the offensive players down the field, right? The wide yeah. receivers. If I had a my normal offensive line, and there's never a guarantee of that. You and I know that, and you can certainly speak to that far better than I can uh, with your le- years in the league. But just the idea of Tom Brady walking away, whether it is San Francisco, or whatever, it's like I don't categorically rule out Tampa. I think it's still a situation of looking around and, and seeing what that team starts to come together as
5: yeah. Yeah, look, I, I, I mean, there's, there's no question that life affords you options when you're among the elite, right? You sure. know, as when, a
4: player and with hundreds of millions of dollars.
5: There's no question about it. I mean, if you thought about it, like if if Bill Belichick, if the Patriots ever allowed his contract to expire, uh, and even at the the ripe old age of seventy, do you think there would be very many teams who are interested in hiring a head coach who wouldn't take a flyer on bringing? Arguably the greatest at any level who's ever coached the sport. I mean, that's the sort of admiration and respect that Tom Brady has garnered playing the most important position in sports. So, if he wants to come back, there's an on-ramp. If he wants to come back with Tampa, if if you know if if what's what's been heard is true and tempers you know settle and the milk isn't as sour as 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 once thought. And they're able to find a path to having success together. Maybe he, there is a, a reunion with Bruce Arians. Look, we've seen this before also. How many times have we had the false retirement and, and then all of a sudden a guy's back, you know, sure. the very next season? It's, it's a difficult decision to make. The sport is addictive,
4: especially when you're as good at it as Tom Brady is. Yeah, I guess the only thing that would be there is the number of his contemporaries that found the edge of the cliff. And took the uh, leap of right. faith, whereas right. he hasn't seen that cliff. He can't even see it with the numbers he put up this year. And maybe he just never wants to uh, experience that side of the equation.
2: Be sure to
3: catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific.
1: There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex-
4: Welcome back in. Fox Sports Radio. Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon here. Jason off tonight. Rich Ornberger in his stead. You hear Rich on the weekends uh, here on Fox Sports Radio. Sundays following, well, me and Bucky Brooks. This week is me and E from Salam. It's Steve alongside, Steve, it's Steve Hartman alongside Rich Ornberger. See what I'm doing here? I'm just conflating names all over the place. Mm-hmm. Trying to do a lot of speaking quickly, Rich, to... <laughs> Not easy. No, well, but but it's that trying to get the times and facts and figures all together. And then obviously you guys dominating in San Diego five days a week. So a, a lot of Steve Hartman on your plate.
5: Oh, there's no question about that. Yeah, sometimes, as I've learned uh, over the last eight hours or so especially, it's good to just take your time with things, you know, sort of just, <laughs> you know, just, just wait until the words come to you
4: sometimes. Yeah, unfor- unfortunately, <laughs> brain goes too fast, mouth tries to catch up, and problems ensue. At Ornberger on Twitter, where you find him, find me over at Swollen Dome. And a story we'll start now, and, and we'll get back into as the show develops, Rich, is one that... i'm a little confused frankly a little little disappointed based on the information coming out of how a certain vote went down regarding the college football playoff expansion they needed an 11-0 vote and it comes out 8-3 and the three conferences that reportedly voted against it were the acc big 10 and pac-12 and as i i'm waiting for more of the you know Bogus press releases from the conferences themselves, but as I stand here as a guy who, and and you, you know, you're you're a Big Ten guy, a Penn Stater, uh, me and and my thousands of dollars given over to the Northwestern Wildcats through the years, uh, the it just doesn't make sense when you're standing to be one of the main beneficiaries of an expanded playoff. Right. Particularly if you're the Pac-12. Right. That's where it, it, to me, it doesn't make sense. So the format will not change now before 2026. When you, when you saw this headline past the desk earlier today, what was the initial reaction?
5: The initial reaction was what, what a big waste of time it was to meet over this and get this so wrong. And how did they come out of whatever zoom meeting or conference call or, or ballroom to figure this out? it's it's unfortunate for the athletes it's unfortunate for the viewers and the people who are interested in college football as a as a product you know and it's a great product there's there's a lot that you could you could say it can it that could change to make it even better and 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 i think it really the the that conversation starts with how the season finishes and look i am reluctant to say this is all bad because I am a fan of the four game playoff as it as it pans out. I do think it's a good way to cap the season or I shouldn't say a good way. I don't I don't like that. I think it's a better way to cap the season than the way we did it before.
4: Certainly. Right, it's all about the end and and being better, right? Like everything right. we try to do, right? You try to leave a better world than your parents did, than your grandparents did, whatever else. Do more for your kids. We talk about that and all of that. And certainly in our sports watching and consideration vying for titles, you you want them to get right. Why we advocate, even if we hate it oftentimes, uh, for instant replay. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know,
5: getting it right all the time is probably not what I'm interested in. You know, like close enough is, is probably fine for the most part. And uh, and I think they were close enough for a while, but at some point you got to get it right. Close enough isn't going to cut it. You know, at at some point you got to say, okay, we've done this now for whatever it's been five, six seasons, seven seasons. It's worked. There's interest. There's a real concern, though, from everybody who's interested in this game, including the players and coaches, that something needs to change. So when we convene. How is it possible? How is it possible if there's a chorus on the outside of those doors saying it needs to change, that it doesn't? That's where this gets confusing. And it sort of feels like, look network contracts were put in place with certain promises and these conferences agreed to this with certain promises made and and maybe that language legally is is too difficult to hammer out mike but if if that were the case if this just all comes down to legal jargon they couldn't cut through that red tape that's a soft reason not to change this for the next
4: four years well we'll put a pin in this for now but ponder this one what if these three conferences are already working on some other deal post-2026 hmm. to where they are the drivers with the networks? How about that? He's Rich Ornberger. I'm Mike Carmen. This is Fox Sports Radio. Coming up next, Lakerland and a lot of tears. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury.